Hey everybody, welcome to the show, Feeling Well. This is our first foray into bonus content. Just Ralph here. Lloyd is not present. I'll explain why in a minute. Don't worry. He is not dead. Uh, We have not had our podcast severing, falling out yet. Um, We wanted to try something a little bit different. There's a show that has come up, or rather a franchise that has come up or rather a media empire that has come up multiple times on the podcast. I've often invoked it metaphorically. Um, On an earlier episode, we had the guest, the writer, uh, Oliver Bateman, and uh, him and I have talked about it in the past. I actually, my insights inspired him to write an article relating to the show or kind of centering the show as as a kind of... uh, uh, sort of subject uh, to illuminate uh, certain topics that I'll bring up later. Uh, that show is Dragon Ball Z. Now, Dragon Ball Z was the most, it was, you know, when you're a kid and you like become obsessed with media products, Dragon Ball Z was the biggest thing of that for me. There was no other thing as a kid. I loved and obsessed over more than Dragon Ball Z. Um, And my love for it was so great, and I consumed all things DBZ so voraciously that kind of the general contours of the series have been just like seared into my mind. You know, it was a very impressionable age, and, you know, the, the anime was broadcast on the Toonami programming block on Cartoon Network, which was just nirvana to me, watching that alongside other shows like Yu Yu Hakusho, friendlessly watching it alongside other shows like Yu Yu Hakusho, Aroni Kenshin, Gundam, and the like, but nothing really compared to Z. I remember at one point, actually, uh, it was being like a kind of like a differently branded version of the show would be broadcast on a different channel at like six in the morning, and I would watch it before I went to school, and then I would come home and it would be on Toonami, and that would actually be like at a different point in the series, of course, because it's like on a different channel with a different schedule. But I would just I would watch the show at like two different <laughs> points in its in its narrative simultaneously, just over and over again, cyclically, cyclically, just constantly having it reinforced. I played the video games. I had a subscription to a, a magazine called Beckett DBZ Collector. Lord fucking knows what garbage filled the pages of that magazine month after month just examining a children's show that was made in Japan from the 80s that was imported to the U.S. in the late 90s and early 2000s. And uh, Lloyd did not have this experience. Lloyd uh, does not know DBZ. Um, He's mystified by my recall of it. You know, Lloyd, in his, he didn't have cartoons as a child. You know, If, if, if the local boys you know, set ablaze, a trash bin, you know, that was the closest thing the Dirt Farm had to, to Cartoon Network, to Toonami. You know, it was, it was chasing scuttlebugs with a stick across the, the pasture, you know, it was rolling around in the dirt, 
He didn't have these luxuries. He didn't have media. You know, he's kind of like his origins are strangely similar to 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 Goku. The more I think about it, his his kind of illiteracy of 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 broader culture from a young age and and kind of just the differences between people. But I'll get into that more later. Um, so one thing to know is that uh, what I'm going to do here is that I'm going to summarize the original run of the Dragon Ball Z anime entirely from memory. I'm not looking at a, a Wikipedia page, I swear to you. I'm just going to do it to the best of my ability. Um, and we're just going to see how accurate uh, my recall is. Um, I'm not starting... Okay, so this is what you need to know. So in Japan, my understanding is the whole series from when Goku's a kid till uh, the end of what would be known in the U.S. as Dragon Ball Z. It's just called Dragon Ball, right? The the original manga on which all of this is based and the subsequent anime, they all just call it Dragon Ball, right? But in the U.S., uh, I believe what happened is that the story from the point when Goku was an adult onward was imported to us first and branded as like its own thing, Dragon Ball Z. Um, and the reason for this, I assume, is that Dragon Ball, which begins with our protagonist Goku as a little kid, uh, it, it, it was originally like a broad, like dumb comedy. It was, it was kind of like a, like a sex comedy often, actually, uh, as weird as that may sound. Um, it was like a comedy with a lot of like, ooh, I want to see your panties jokes and like references to a lot of like 80s American media and things like that. Um, and only over time did it kind of gradually turn into, as, as the character of Goku gets older, does it like gradually turn into more of more of an action show more of an action anime you know fewer jokes less uh, intentional silliness and more of the you know the the franchise hallmarks we know now of people powering up and getting really angry and shouting and flying around and having these dizzying fights at you know epilepsy triggering paces and whatnot and so i figured that like suits in america saw that portion of this wildly popular property in Japan and thought, okay, that's, that's probably more marketable is just this kind of like, uh, this mindless action version of the show, as opposed to the, the silly comedy full of, uh, you know, kind of like tone deaf pop culture references that are just going to fly over kids' heads. Um, so I'm, I think that's why the show was, uh, 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 begun in the U.S. at Goku being an adult and branded as Z as opposed to just importing it all at once. And later they did, because of the popularity of Dragon Ball Z, they did um, start airing uh, Dragon Ball and, and like selling Dragon Ball DVDs um, and products um, with like Goku as a little kid. And I did retroactively watch that anime too and read that manga. But that kind of came... Uh, 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 significantly later in my fandom like it wasn't I could still recall it pretty well but like 
it wasn't the part of the series I was constantly rewatching as a child. Uh, and, and not only that, but uh, reading that infernal magazine and playing every new video game that kind of reinforces the broad strokes of the Z sagas. Like those are seared into my mind. And when I'm an elderly person, absolutely I will be forgetting my grandchildren's faces, but I will be remembering like, like C-list characters like uh, Dodoria and uh, Zarbon and the Ox King. So anyway, that's why I'm sticking to Z. Um, which is, is kind of odd because uh, there is like obviously a lot of backstory that you're not going to be privy to if you just start watching Z. Um, but they just said, whatever, they're, they're dumb kids. They're not going to give a shit. And wouldn't you know it, they were right. And I just want to emphasize one more thing before I get started. Uh, this is a children's show, right? Like even by like the standards of anime, I mean, I don't watch anime as an adult but like even compared to like kind of more prestige anime like this is like this is a kid's show this is kitty anime uh i do not watch this as an adult i swear uh it, it would it would kind of be unwatchable it's it's full of filler it's very um you know just kind of leaden and silly and and parts of it are, are not very well translated and um, yeah, it's just like, it's a lot of nonsense. It was heroin to me as a little boy. And honestly, I think it kind of influenced my understanding of like stories and like characters and what makes something dramatic. I think it kind of, you know, it was kind of like a, 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 a work of low art that inspired me at a young and critical age. So I give it credit for that. But, you know, just speaking honestly, like this is, this is like a silly children's product and I mean, look, I don't want to alienate any any potential listeners to the show, but it's like the idea of sitting down to watch this as a as a 28 year old man, unless you're like stoned out of your mind or are watching it purely nostalgically or ironically. I don't know. I'm going to leave. Actually, I'll leave my opinion on that to myself. If you do that, that's cool. Just just subscribe, rate and review five stars. All right, so where to begin? All right, there's a there's a farm, right? Not unlike the dirt farm on which Lloyd was raised, but there's just kind of like this fat farmer, right? And then out from the sky comes this pod, right? This like perfectly round slate gray pod with like a little uh, round uh, window on it comes smashing into the ground. And the farmer goes flying, his shit's completely fucked, and it leaves uh, an enormous crater on the ground with the, uh, the spaceship fully intact uh, at the center. A man comes crawling out of it. This man is Raditz, right? And he's this tall guy who's like yoked. Uh, he's got like long flowing black hair down to his ass. He has like kind of, if memory serves, he has like kind of an olive complexion. He kind of looks like a Greek man in a way, or, or just like kind of like a tanned Mediterranean in a way, uh, totally yoked. And he's wearing like this, uh, what it all, you'll, you'll see that all the saints wear this armor that's like very bulky and, and uh, shell-like. It's got like long shoulder pads and it's like kind of curiously kinky. It like has like a, uh, 
it has like a speedo around the crotch and his legs are completely exposed except for like these boots with like these straps it's like kind of like a it's it's in retrospect it's like something of a kinky outfit there definitely is like a herculean homoerotic charge to the design um which i believe you'll find a lot in the series um and he has uh he has a long tail he has the tail of a monkey um and he has on his head what's known as a uh, will be told as a scouter uh it's like a piece of glass that's mounted around his eye and like placed on his ear like a bluetooth um and he kind of evaluates people through that kind of like the terminator interface and uh what it primarily does is it raises people's uh, power levels so he climbs out of the crater and this like hick farmer is like pissed at him because he's like you fucked my shit you destroyed my fucking farm asshole and uh raditz looks at him and i think he does like a power reading and it goes like it's like oh your power level is two this is a this is a bitch made planet if i ever did land on one i don't know why kakarot has been struggling for so long to give it of all these fucks there'll be more on that later hint hint this is a bit of foreshadowing who's kakarot and um, the farmer is so incensed that he brandishes a gun and he fires at Raditz, right? But Raditz is so powerful that he goes Wsh-ch-ch. What did he do? He reveals that he he had caught the bullet in his hand. Um, and then I think he like shoots an energy, but the farmer's like, oh, oh. And then I think he like shoots an energy blast and kills the farmer, I think. Um, so Raditz does that. Uh, and our hairy guy, we follow him as he, he flies away from here. Uh, his scouter goes off. Boop, 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 boop. What does he sense? He senses someone who is still a bitch, but significantly stronger than the farmer, an uncommonly powerful person uh, on this planet. So he stops. Maybe it's Kakarot, whoever that is. And so he stops, and it's a uh, very popular character, uh, Piccolo, right? For those of you who don't know, Piccolo is a green... He's He basically looks human, but he's green and has two antenna and he wears like a robe with uh big shoulder pads and a turban just kind of like vaguely just kind of like a vaguely kind of uh, like almost like saudi arabian inspired outfit or whatever piccolo is kind of like a stand-in for like a lot of uh different cultures him and his race um how elegantly uh, and non-problematically the show deploys that. Uh, I'm not going to get into at the moment. Uh, It's not always great. Uh, It's not always a non-racist show, but uh, he has an outfit that's, that's clearly modeled on uh, something out of, uh, out of uh, middle Asia or something like that. And uh, anyway, the thing with Piccolo, well, a lot of people don't understand because they're not familiar with Dragon Ball is that Piccolo was originally a bad guy. There was actually a Piccolo before Piccolo who was uh, known as King Piccolo. And he was one of Goku's uh, adversaries as a child in Dragon Ball. Um, that was kind of a turning point where the show started to get a little bit darker and bloodier. That's the That was actually the first time that Krillin, huge huge bitch ass in the Dragon Ball universe. That was one of three times in the series 
that he gets killed. And before anyone fucking corrects me, I know he gets killed a fourth time in uh, GT, but GT is not fucking canon. So don't try me on this shit, bitch. But yeah, so like Krillin, and as you guys know, and as we'll later discuss, like people are brought back kind of eventually like kind of willy nilly with the Dragon Balls to the point where it's like dying is just kind of like, oh yeah, I, I, I died. You know, like dying is just kind of like equivalent to like having your, your license, your driver's license suspended, you know, and then they just kind of get the Dragon Balls and bring it back. And Krillin like really abuses it. It's like, dude, fucking Christ, man, like stop dying. Like how many fucking times? Like, yeah, you die once, you come back, everybody gets one, but it's like, dude, by the third fucking time, watch yourself. But anyway, the first time Krillin's, Krillin, uh, Krillin's killed is by King Piccolo, who had crash landed to Earth um, similar to Raditz. Uh, no one really knows his origin, though that's elaborated later. And uh, he's he's just kind of this monster with these these minions of his that are all named after other instruments. That's a thing that happens a lot in the series. Like his his henchmen were called like tambourine and cymbal. Uh, and then like with the Saiyans, they're all named after vegetables. Like Raditz is a play on radish, obviously. Kakarot, carrot, Vegeta, vegetable, Napa after Napa lettuce, uh, shit like that. So, you know, Akira Toriyama, the creator, you know, maybe sometimes he, you know, he wasn't always firing on all cylinders in that regard. But I don't know. I think it's cute. Anyway, so Goku kills King Piccolo. Um, as a kid, but before King Piccolo perishes, he vomits up an egg, right? That's how his people reproduce. It's later elaborated that King Piccolo is a Namekian from the planet Namek, which is a species of, I guess, only dudes. I mean, why gender them? But they, you know, they look like, you know, traditionally masculine men, um, but they have no, they don't have, they don't fuck, they don't have sex. Um, and they just reproduce uh, asexually by puking up eggs, and then just another of them comes crawling out the eggs, which sounds like a boring planet to me, but uh, that would probably be like Lloyd's ideal existence is just no no sexual difference, just we're all, we're all just hanging out on our, our planet Namek, tending to our crops. We got these Dragon Balls, but we don't really, they have Dragon Balls too, but uh, we don't really like to use them. Mm, only, ah, uh, mm, we only like to uh, summon Shenron when we really have to, you know, but uh, 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 in lieu of that, uh, can tend to just kind of, just kind of hang out. And, and there comes a time where mm, uh, I'm going to throw up an egg and ah, there's another me. And uh, the cycle continues here on our beloved planet Namek. But anyway, out from that egg hatches, who is originally known as Piccolo Jr. or Ma Jr. Um, and he fights the adult Goku in the subsequent saga. And Goku beats him again, but he doesn't kill him. And then he's just kind of like, all right, Goku, you win this time, but you're on my fucking, you're on my shit list, essentially. So Piccolo is just kind of seemingly not currently plotting to destroy the earth. He's just kind of, again, like Lloyd, he's just hanging out. He's in limbo. Like Lloyd, I guess he hasn't quite figured out his next move. You know, it, does he still have his heart in killing Goku to avenge his father? Maybe, but he doesn't talk about it that much. He doesn't seem to have any friends. We just kind of see him meditating on a on a mountaintop. That's where Raditz finds him. 
I don't know what's could been going on with Piccolo or my junior um, since Dragon Ball. And there's like a slight, there's like a little time lapse between uh, Dragon Ball and the beginning of what would be known as Z. I don't know what happened in that time. Um, I guess Piccolo was just doing, or he was doing other things, but still definitely has something of a grudge against Goku. Um, but in the English dub of Dragon Ball Z, no one calls him a junior or Piccolo Jr. And there are no allusions in the text to his past. He's just Piccolo. We're just going to call him Piccolo from here on out. Um, and all we know is just kind of, we just kind of glean from their dialogue that they, that they're rivals. Um, so that's kind of where you are at this point. So Raditz stops and he sees Piccolo and he's like, well, you're not fucking Kakarot. Piccolo's like, pardon me, bitch. Like what's, I'm trying to fucking meditate. What do you want? You're trying to start shit with me. I'm like one of the two most powerful guys on this planet. Last time I checked and, uh, you know, Raditz sizes him up, you know, his power level, not that impressive. He's like, bitch, you talk, it's all stock of pancakes. You fucking green poon. But my scouter tells me that, uh, you know, you're not, you're not very powerful. And then Piccolo is, is pissed, understandably. And so he fires an energy blast at Raditz. Smoke, dirt everywhere. Piccolo's kind of snickering like, yeah, I put that hairy bitch in his place. But the smoke settles, Raditz is unfazed. It didn't do anything. It didn't even, didn't even dirty his kinky armor. And Piccolo is, oh, 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 oh. he's shocked, right? Piccolo's not used to being fucking cucked like this all right he was defeated by goku but that was a long and brutal battle but this guy he can't even he can't move the fucking needle he is being cucked to the extreme and then radis is like all right listen you green motherfucker i don't even give a shit i'm just gonna laugh i'm not even gonna kill you like i killed the fat farmer and so he flies away i think he like maybe he was gone up and then he like senses another power level and he's like oh, fuck, that has to be Kakarot. And then he flies away. And he's like, you're lucky this time, bitch. And he flies away. And Piccolo was like really fucking shaken up. I'm going to take a sip of uh, coffee. (coughs) 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 Meanwhile. All right, so we're at Master Roshi's island. Master Roshi is a horny old man like a really like criminally criminally horny old man speaking to like the differences between Dragon Ball and Z in Dragon Ball Master Roshi like thirsts after this character Bulma who I believe in in the text is only 16 years old but when they first meet him he's like I'll teach Goku how to do a Kamehameha uh, if I could see your panties and he's like Bulma like says okay i guess i could and she like exposes herself to him but she doesn't remember that she isn't wearing underwear because goku the night prior took off her underwear is very horny kind of messed up show in retrospect and master roshi sees you know her exposed pussy and is so excited he has he has a gushing nosebleed and he would kind of like sexually harass this character and others throughout the series and he was just kind of like the comic relief but he was like the first guy to teach goku and krillin he's the one who teaches goku how to do the kamehameha and all that but he by the time z begins he's very much just like this secondary character 
and his island with his uh his pink little hut, the Kame house and his fucking turtle. That's just kind of where a lot of people, a lot of characters show up to chill. It's kind of like a, you know, it's, it's like a checkpoint in the series. It's where like the characters come to kind of like regroup and talk. And he's got a pretty cool setup. He's got this like cute little pink hut on this Island. And, um, it's cool. I like it. But anyway, everyone's just relaxing. I think it's like Roshi, Krillin, and Bulma, I think, are all just hanging out. Uh, I could be wrong about that. But who shows up? Hey, it's Goku. And everyone's like, hey, Goku, how's it going? I haven't seen you in a minute, dog. And he's like, hey, guys, how are you? But what's this? Goku's got a little somebody shyly uh, hiding behind his leg. He says, hey, come on, say, say hello to everybody. Holy shit. Goku has a kid. Gawa? Goku fucks? Goku has a child now? Since when? Some more important backstory. So, Goku, when we first meet him at the beginning of Dragon Ball, uh, he is not only not horny, he has no knowledge of sexual difference to say nothing of, of uh, gender norms. Like, he literally doesn't know that men and women exist and when he meets Bulma Bulma how the series begins is that Bulma stumbles upon him in the wild uh, Goku he like looks at the shape of her body and he's confused at one point he like walks in on her while she's taking a bath and he's she's like why do you have a butt on your chest and she's like that's not a butt those are boobs look I didn't write this dialogue all right it's in the manga I'm just I'm just recounting it all right but um, when he first meets her, like a, a, a running joke in early Dragon Ball is that whenever he meets someone, whenever he meets Bulma, when he meets Krillin, when he meets Master Roshi, he pats them on the crotch. He sexually assaults them, essentially, to see if they have genitals like him. And in the case of Bulma, he actually does it to Bulma while she's asleep. It's actually a pretty disturbing scene in retrospect. He's like, huh, oh, I, I don't get because So he like grows up in the wild. He doesn't, yeah, he, he doesn't know that there are there are two different biological sexes. He doesn't know anything about gender norms, which this was the discussion I had with Oliver in a way, like that kind of makes him woke. You know, he has no cultural programming. Uh, he has no preconceived notions. He has no prejudices. Uh, he is not indoctrinated in any way with, uh, you know, the social constructs that comprise uh, sex and gender. Um, but yeah, for those reasons, the notion that he would not only fuck, but have a child now that he would sire a child comes as a shock to everybody. It's like, Goku, we had no idea. We had no idea you were putting in the work, had no idea you were giving Chi Chi the old power pole. So Chi Chi is a character from Dragon Ball that we first meet as a little kid. She's like the same age as Goku. And, uh, I believe she was like the daughter of like an episode long and Dragon Ball was much more episodic than Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z is like a soap opera, but Dragon Ball, at least in like its early seasons, was very much like we're on a road trip and now we're meeting Yamcha and now we're meeting Oolong and this and that. But um yeah, there was like her her father was the Ox King, who was like this like Viking lord who terrorizes Goku and the gang. But like Chi Chi develops a crush on Goku. Um, and Goku's not interested because he's not interested in any pussy whatsoever. He just wants to, uh, he just wants to hang out, um, and fight and become more powerful. God, the more I do this, the more parallels there are to Lloyd. 
not horny, no cultural programming, and just wants to get stronger. That's Lloyd. But he does it, he's not pure of heart like Goku. He wouldn't be able to ride the Nimbus Cloud is the thing. That's the tragedy of Lloyd, you know? Anyway, so Chi-Chi kind of falls out of the picture, but she comes back later because in the the third, uh, there's like several, there's three uh, like fighting tournaments in Dragon Ball. You know, who is the strongest, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the first one is um, Goku and Krillin compete against uh, this character, Jackie Chun, who, again, you know, the 80s references, who is actually Master Roshi in disguise, who is entering to defeat his own students so that they don't get like too big for their britches was kind of his rationale. So like undercover in a disguise, he defeats Goku because he doesn't want it, like Goku's victory to go to his head. He wants him to, to keep his eye on the ball and get ever stronger, you know? And then there's a second one where we meet Tien Shinhan. And then there's a third one where Goku ends up fighting uh, a junior, Piccolo Jr. Um, but in that third one, Chi-Chi is competing and we meet, you know, grown up Chi-Chi. It's like, oh shit. Not too bad, you know, Goku doesn't say that, but like the kind of leering camera, you know, it's like, she's, she grew up hot, you know, what can you say? Her dad apparently is a king, not a terrible deal, Goku. But um, she ends up kinda, you know, she's very aggressive, you know, and she kinda makes the relationship with Goku happen. You know, she kinda takes the lead. Um, And so anyway, Goku, uh, boffed uh, Chi-Chi. Also, fun fact, I believe that the name Chi-Chi is like a Japanese slang term for tits, Chi-Chi's. So, more of that Toriyama wit at play there. So, uh, Goku has a kid now and his name's Gohan, uh, which is named after Goku's uh, late grandfather. Sorry, one more piece of just filling you in on Dragon Ball lore. <clears throat> So Goku was raised by this uh, kindly old man who was a who was a pal of Master Roshi's, uh, Gohan. He called him Grandpa Gohan, um, and um, he's dead by the time that Bulma meets Goku. So he's like dead before the series begins. And Goku says that he was, uh, I don't know, he was killed by a monster. I think he says. Um, so Master Roshi's like, "Oh, you named him after your late grandpa." He's like, yeah, I did. And then, uh uh-oh, what's this? Like Raditz, Gohan has a monkey tail. See, Goku used to have a monkey tail until it was, I believe, permanently removed by Kami, who is... What was the fucking deal with Kami? So Kami is like this, like, demigod figure who lives in this, this, like, platform way up in the sky. Um, And he's also... We'll later learn a Namek. I think he's intrinsically linked to Piccolo in some way. I don't know if he also just came to the planet, like crash landed on the planet, like so many characters. But he's in the mix, and Goku trains under him before the third tournament, I believe, um, where he fights Majunior. Um, But prior to that, Goku had a monkey tail. That's how we first meet him. And at the end of the first saga of Dragon Ball, where they're fighting Emperor Pilaf, this um, shitty little blue monster... Goku sees the full moon. He's like, he's alluded to in the past, like, yeah, my grandpa always said, don't look at the full moon. (laughs) And so he does. And then he transforms into uh, a giant ape, you know, 
like a giant rampaging ape, like a giant one, like the size of Godzilla, right? Um, and they find out that Goku, he could only transform into the ape if he has his tail. He needs to have his tail and he needs to look at the moon. So I think like periodically in the series, his tail is, is cut off and stuff like that. And um, so it eventually he has it permanently removed for practical purposes because it's also a point of weakness. Um, a weakness of Goku's is that whenever someone would like squeeze his tail, it was very sensitive and that would uh, cripple him. So he's, he's freed of that weakness. Um, but his son has a tail. He's got that gene, right? And they're worried because they're like, fuck, this kid it can turn into a rampaging ape uh, any fucking day. He just needs to look at the moon. Goku is oblivious to this because no one ever broke it to him. That dog. Yeah. Not only do you transform into a monstrous gorilla, you killed your own fucking grandpa in all likelihood. No one told him that. And yeah, that would be a bummer to hear. But it's like you're risking like his son doing the same. Like, I'm sorry, you have to nut up and break it to him like lives are at stake all right take him to kami get it clipped you know it's like a fucking circumcision right my tail my choice okay don't snip my tail like like a foreskin that's my you get the riff i'm driving at but um yeah they don't tell goku that they're all just hanging out but then raditz shows up right and he sees goku and he's like, that's my fucking boy. That's Kakarot. You know, him and Goku look very similar. You know, they're, they're drawn very similar, like in their face and whatnot. And Goku's like, who are you? And he's like, Kakarot, what the fuck, man? Like, it's been a couple of decades. Like, I thought you'd, you'd, you know, finish the job here by now. And Goku's like, my name is Goku, who's Kakarot? And he's like, what the fuck? Don't you remember our mission? What did you fall on your head? And Goku's like, well, yeah, actually I did as a little kid. I could still feel the scar. And then I think Master Roshi chimes in and he's like, yes, I remember. Gohan, Grandpa Gohan told me that when he met Goku, he was like a rabid animal constantly attacking him. But then he fell down a waterfall and hit his head on a rock. And from that point onward, he was the sweetest little boy. And Raditz is like, oh, fuck, that explains it. And so Raditz lays this on the group. He tells Goku that the two of them are Saiyans, which are aliens that hail from the planet Vegeta. And what Saiyans do is that they are dispatched to different planets in their little pods they genocide the planets and they essentially sell the real estate, right? Um, and even as little babies, when you're a little baby saying, they put you in a pod and they send you to like a weaker, more bitch made planet to kind of cut your teeth, you know? And that's what happened to Goku. He was sent to earth as a baby because it was supposed to be his like, he was supposed to like pop his genocide cherry, killing everyone on earth and then reporting back how a child, uh, I don't know, assimilates to a world and internalizes all this. I don't know. I guess they're an alien race. Why compare them to human people? But whatever. He doesn't really get into that in too much detail. So Goku is being told that he's 
he's an he's an alien that he hails from a genociding alien race and is understandably pretty shocked though he does have a tail so it's like he had to suspect something was amiss but maybe he never really thought about it maybe he lived an unexamined life similar to lloyd he is averse to true he's averse to introspection and and plumbing the depths of the self he just wants to get stronger right goku has a fucking autistic commitment to just fighting for the sake of fighting and becoming stronger so this never really occurred to him so kakarot's like all right goku cut the shit dude all right get with the program i know you're like in your 20s you've created a whole life here you have this whole identity and whatnot but enough okay i came a long way looking for you folks are asking about you all right and it's going to be my ass. All right. Well, what's this? You have a kid? He sees Gohan. And he's like, dude, you, 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 fuck. He doesn't say anything of like this. I think he maybe says, but he's like, you gave your Saiyan seed to an earth bitch. That's my own brother. I'm the uncle of a half. I think he says something to that effect. Um, and then Goku's like, well, this may have been why I was sent to this planet. But damn it, I love this planet and I love these people and I don't want to be evil like you. And Raditz is like, stupidity, he says like, immaturity I can forgive, but stupidity will not go unpunished. And so he like hits Goku in the stomach and Raditz is so powerful that Goku is just like incapacitated. He's on the ground, ah, ah, just, just, just paralyzed with pain. And he takes Gohan, Gohan starts wailing, ah, ah. And Raditz is like, look, I'm gonna come back here, end of day, if you don't have a pile of dead bodies, you're not getting your fucking kid back. And I'm, I'm killing your ass, okay? So get to work and I'll, you know, welcome you back into the fold, welcome back to the family, right? And Goku's like, no, Gohan. And Gohan's like, daddy. And then Raditz flies away. And then uh, who shows up? Piccolo, right? Piccolo flies to, to Master Roshi's island, lands on the island. And Goku's like, great, exactly what I fucking need. What a day. Now Piccolo's here. Bitch, I don't, I'm going through things. I don't need this right now. And Piccolo's like, it was the hairy Greek guy, right? And Goku's like, oh, how did you know? And he's like, yeah, he's... He made a cuck out of me as well. All right. We've both been cucked by this guy. All right. And look, I'm not trying to, I've been trying to figure things out for myself. You and I are enemies. I still hate your ass. I still want to defeat you in battle, but you know, like I want to destroy the planet on my terms and I don't want this raddest guy, raddest guy coming and like fucking up my shit. Like I'm, I'm in a transitional period of my life. I don't need this raddest guy being this like this chaotic singularity that's that's like throwing me off my shit like i don't need that all right so for this reason we both got cucked by this man i say you and i we we team up we combine our forces we cuck him and goku's like wow you would team up with me your enemy your mortal enemy to get uncucked and cuck the hairy alien Greek guy in turn you would do that and in doing so save the planet earth Piccolo is like that is the gist of what I'm imparting to you so these two former enemies 
they team up, Goku hypes on his Nimbus cloud, and they start flying to find Raditz. How do they find him? I th- oh, uh, they use the dragon. Uh, they have like a scouter. This is something that Bulma's had since the beginning of the series that like tracks the Dragon Balls. And like Gohan has a hat that has a Dragon Ball on it and it's the four star Dragon Ball. And that's the first Dragon Ball we're introduced to in the series because it's the one that Goku had as a kid. It was his grandpa's Dragon Ball. But Bulma's like, Goku, that's one of the magic Dragon Balls that I'm tracking down. If I get all seven, it'll grant us a wish. And she tries to like honeypot him and like, come on, I'll suck your dick if you help me collect the Dragon Balls. But of course, Goku is, is forever unhorned. He's unmoved by this. But I think he's just, he's just, I don't know, he's inspired by the sense of adventure or whatever. And like, he does it under false pretenses because Bulma tells him like, oh yeah, you can have the Dragon Ball back. But I think Bulma has the foreknowledge that the Dragon Balls just like scatter again after you get a wish or whatever. I don't know if she knows that or if she, and is willfully withholding or whatever, but I don't know. That's a different time in the series. So they track down Raditz with the Dragon Scouter and they show up, square up. And Raditz is like, oh, you're friends with the fucking green guy, huh? And Goku's like, we're here. I'm not going to kill people. All right. I'm not going to be a Saiyan. I'm not going to join you, brother. All right. And Piccolo's like, yeah. And we've had enough of your shit. All right. We're here to beat your ass. And uh, meanwhile, Gohan is like locked inside the spaceship. He's crying, daddy, daddy. And Raditz is like, so be it. So they start fighting. They're really struggling to like land a blow on Raditz, even as they're teamed up. They're fighting, pa pa pa. And then Raditz is like, you know what? Fuck y'all. And he like does something, and there's like a big explosion. And smoke settles. And we see that, yikes, Piccolo's down an arm. His arm has been severed clean off, and it's all bleedy. And Goku's like, oh, fuck, Piccolo, shit, man. That sucks. That's a, not an ideal. That's a fucking rough break. And Piccolo's like, yeah, well, it'll grow back. He really takes it on the chin. Like, Piccolo is no bitch. Um, and fortunately, he has the ability to regenerate as long as his head isn't damaged. So you can, like, blow a hole through his stomach, cut his leg off, cut his dick off. It'll grow back in time. And boy, do they have fun just tearing up Namek's with their green skin and their purple blood. But anyway, Piccolo's down an arm. No one is able to land a blow on Raditz. Things are not going great. But Piccolo says, you know, he gets into a huddle with Goku. And he's like, all right, Goku, look, I got a fucking Hail Mary up my sleeve, okay? I've been working on this new attack. It's called the Special Beam Cannon. And Goku's like, all right, well, fucking finally could have could have trotted that out before you lost your arm i mean not to be uh, uncouth and piccolo's like all right just shut up shut up there's a there's a catch i need i need a fucking minute to charge it up it's gonna take me a while i need you to bide me some time and goku's like all right i'll fucking do my best so piccolo he puts like two fingers to his forehead he starts charging up goku tries to fight raditz not going great pop up fighting struggling to land blows but what does goku do Finally, he has this fucking bright idea. He grabs Raditz's tail. He remembers that that was a weakness of his when he had a tail. And sure enough, Raditz is is paralyzed with pain. He's on the ground. Ah, ah, fuck. And Piccolo's like, hey, shit, Goku. Not so dumb after all. You, you just keep, you just keep 
leaving that guy, keep squeezing that tail, um, and I'm, I'm going to charge up. We'll finish this motherfucker off. We'll be together uncucked. And Goku's like, yeah, you got it, Piccolo. And Raditz, you know, in agony, he's like, ah, Kakarot, please spare me. And Goku's like, why the fuck? You know, you're going to kill everybody. And Raditz is like, no, please, I promise. If you let me go, I'll go back to my planet and I'll never come back. And you can tell, like, Goku, he's, like, starting to soften up, you know. And Piccolo's like, bitch, don't even. Are you fucking kidding me? Do not listen. You're going to. He told you he comes from a race of people who genocide whole planets just to sell the fucking real estate. And he was a minute ago trying to kill you. He kidnapped your son. You are going to accept this in good faith? And Radis is like, please, please. And Goku, because he's so, like Lloyd Howell, so soft-hearted, he, he begins to loosen his grip. Piccolo's like, no, bitch. And then Raditz immediately gets up, clocks Goku, right and just starts giving him the business. And Piccolo's like, mother fucker. The, the biggest of unforced errors ever. Uh, so now Goku's getting his shit kicked in. And we cut to Gohan in, in the space capsule. And Gohan is getting increasingly upset. And he's like, I want my daddy. And he like kind of hears um, Goku suffering. And he's getting madder and madder. This is a theme in the series. The madder you get, the more powerful you are. And then so Gohan bursts out of the spaceship and, and lands onto the ground, right? And uh, Goku's like, what the fuck? And Piccolo's like, huh? And Raditz is like, oh, what? And then Gohan charges up and then he's like, leave my daddy alone. And he flies and he hits Raditz in, in like the chest, in the core. And he cracks his kinky armor and fucking, fucking does some damage, right? Raditz is like, oh, fuck like for the first time he's damaged and like gohan immediately he's out of it like it's like he blacked out in anger but then he's like huh what and then gohan's like uh, goku's like gohan what the where the fuck did that come from and then radis is like oh you fucking little bitch and then he like knocks gohan out i believe um um, but he's weakened now right and piccolo's still charging his special beam cannon but then goku he gets up and he, he, he grabs Raditz from behind, right? And he puts him in like a double, I don't know what you would call it, like a double headlock, right? And he's holding him. And he's like, Piccolo, fuck, man. My kid's in the mix. This shit's getting out of hand. Are you fucking ready yet? And he's like, yes, yes, I'm almost ready. And uh, Raditz is like, Kakarot, if you hold me like this, you'll die too. And Goku's like, I, you know, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. And Piccolo's like, he's looking at Goku kind of different. He's like, you're going to sacrifice yourself to save this planet, huh, bitch? And he's like, you know what? Maybe you're not so much of a cuck after all. I got I to gotta respect that. So anyway, Piccolo finally shoots a special beam cannon. And it goes clean through both Raditz and Goku. They fall to the ground. It's just a bloody mess. The fight is basically over, right? And at this time... Uh, Roshi and the gang have showed up and they land and they're like, oh no, Goku. We're like, Goku, no, you're dying. Don't worry, we'll get the Dragon Balls and bring you back. And Goku's like all bleedy. And he's like, and then um, Raditz has like a moment with Piccolo. He's like, you know, he's got a whole fucking hole blast through his chest, but he's still talking shit. And he's like, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. You think you're uncucked? 
Bitch, I have, there are two Saiyans, even more powerful than me, who will come to destroy you. And uh, Piccolo's like, really? When are they coming? And Raditz is like, they should be here in one year's time. And Piccolo's like, one year, that's not a lot of time. And uh, I forget how it's communicated, but like, Goku is gonna train in the afterlife and everyone else not just Piccolo but like Krillin Yamcha Tien and Shiatsu all these all these um minor uh kind of uh secondary characters who all who all uh kind of uh uh offer background on later they're all gonna have to pitch in this is the fate of the world at stake um, and so like, they're all just, they're all going to like train in their own way, but somehow it's communicated among them that they're all going to like train. And then in a year, they're going to regroup with Goku, who they're going to bring back with the dragon balls and they're going to fight these other Saiyans. And like Radis is still talking shit and he's like, you fucking green bitch, they're going to cock you worse than you could ever imagine. Ha, 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 ha. And like Piccolo does this like invisible energy blast where he just goes, Hurrah! and then like Radis is like, Bleh! and he's like finished off for good and he's dead. And then um, they're starting to clear out. I think they like collect, like Goku finally, he's dead. But then Piccolo snatches up Gohan and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And he's like, look, this kid has got some fucking potential. All right. But I leave it to you soft bitches he's not he needs a little tough love all right i will train him so that he can fight the incoming saints with us and they're like but he's just a little kid and piccolo's like what enough and he flies away with kohan and so what we're left with is that the z fighters they're they're taking a year to become more powerful so they can fight oh and there's like a brief cut to we find Vegeta and Nappa, these two Saiyans. Vegeta is a manlet. He is a short king, uh, to use the, the parlance of today. And he has a super extreme widow's peak and like kind of black spiky hair that stands up. And then Nappa is uh, a big fella. He's a bear. And he's got like a, he's got a Van Dyke and is completely bald. And they're chilling. They've presumably just killed an entire alien race on a different planet. And they're like just having a having a break. And I think Vegeta is actually like eating what looks like the arm of an alien. So not only did they kill these people, they're now cannibalizing them. But he gets like he basically gets like a fucking text on his scouter. And he's like, mm, Raditz is uh, dead. We got to go to Earth. To Raditz is dead. We have to go to Earth to fight these people. That should be fun. I'm curious about Kakarot. He's betraying his people. And Nappa's like, yeah, fuck him. And then back on Earth, you know, Piccolo has flown away with Gohan. Goku is going to train in the afterworld, what they their name for the afterlife. Um, how and what capacity, what that will look like, we shall see. And all the other characters who don't really matter who we already know are not going to put a dent in a thing with dragon ball z is that like so many characters become like inessential like like so soon like only like piccolo hangs in for a little while but like the latter half of the series like only the saiyans matter um but we have to like 
all the other guys still show up even though they can be like instantly felled by the enemy they just kind of show up to offer like symbolic support but it's like yeah no Yamcha is going to defeat Majin Buu right but anyway they're going to try and do their part too bless their hearts and um yeah this is taking a lot longer than I thought it would um that kind of cleanly wraps up the first major conflict that kind of sets the table for the next in the Dragon Ball Z franchise so I guess I'll leave you there um this was your first installment of Ralph summarizes Dragon Ball Z from memory it's your first piece of uh feeling well bonus content uh if you are someone who is not familiar with feeling well who just clicked on this um because you're the type of person who searches dragon ball z content and you you click on things at the drop of a hat and if you are that kind of person hey salute um but uh uh, this is just kind of an offshoot of my main podcast feeling well that i host with the man lloyd who i mocked throughout this podcast behind his back without him here to defend himself um it's a podcast where we talk about the events of the day our depression online all sorts of stuff in in an amusing fashion so if you're not familiar with that please subscribe to feeling well on apple podcast or spotify and we're going to try and put more stuff on youtube too so um what's a fucking like dragon ball z related kind of stinger i could sign off with hmm uh fucking uh shit i should have thought of this ahead of time like a sign off like they don't really have catchphrases i don't think they just say the names of their attacks so like i don't know uh just i don't know kamehameha right later